knock here at, over at the uh, the unsanctioned citizen podcast thank you for subscribing to liberty in many directions by the way we're only accruing more there are only more of you so thank you thank you for your generous response but we take a knock here it's kind of a cruel cruel winter um partner got laid off which means there's going to be a lot less money and I need to be like more industrious and getting more subscribers. I need to be greedy for subscribers and, uh, and additional lines of income. So advertising will become more of a, maybe, maybe more of a hunt. I don't know. Getting more people in here. Kind of got knocked. I don't really know where I was. I was like, just kind of like stunned. So I just kind of figured out, you know, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to get up. I'm going to go hunt a New York pie. Do what writers do, man. Go get a giant cup of coffee. Hijack your brain. <laughs> Come on! Because it's got to go. I, I got to make I gotta make it go. Ah! Come on. And then then I've got to come in here and produce some some media for you. So this is this is uh, Friday, so which means it's singularly dedicated to Mr. Julian Assange and his struggle to get the hell out of Belmarsh, man, because he's been in there for oh over 500 days. It's been really long time, so you know it's time for him to get the hell out of there. And so there's commitments now from candidates, RFK Jr. in particular put it on the table he says I'll do it I'll exonerate Mr. Assange Trump would have to eat those words and pretend he's like yeah I really agreed with all this when it was Pompeo Pompeo did it I'm not proud of that guy he misled us all and he jailed an innocent man this all rooted down to somebody by the name of Seth Rich somehow and the idea was that Seth Rich made that whole intrigue made it look bad. So Seth Rich is is deceased, and his story, like other stories of that time period, the defamation of the dead somehow kind of went somewhere. There's no defamation of the dead, but this weird cloud descended. And then you saw these these defamation convictions go to people like Alex Jones, who just got his cat back, by the way, Mushu. I think Mushu was trying to trying to, you know, be a bank or something for him. I don't I don't know. But you know, I think he has a right to try to keep some of his money because all this was miscarriaged uh type of precedent. I, I don't know. There was all kind of janking and gaming of of the court system you know they they found a way to like kind of hack it so so that if you were corporatist or globalist or communist enough you you knew how to hack it you could really stick it to to the normies somehow somehow and i would you know i guess it's 
I wouldn't call Alex Jones a normie, but he has normie ways in that he's not calculating. He's not trying to, you know, he, he's not a high, got a hired team of legals going in the corner going, get this guy. You know, he may have enough money. I'm just speculating here, but he's not, he's not spending his time. His time is spent producing and pounding on the table going, get the globalist, you know, and, and, you know, that's a full-time job. So I don't have to agree with him on everything to know that he probably didn't get a fair shake on that. There's no defamation of the dead, period. There's just no defamation of the dead. And, you know, you'd have to kind of wrap yourself around a thing to, to, to get that. Anyways, so Sandy Hook was one such situation. I'm not going to talk to you. Um, but there are people, there are people out there that are, that are struggling hard and I'm, I'm not the only one. Um, there's a lot of LA times people who were fired and their jobs went to an AI bot. I'm sorry. Other people in LA creative land are suffering the same fate. I feel really bad about that. That, that, that some reporters who actually did do a good job um, were, were flushed out to sea because artificial intelligence. <clears throat> and while it was really funny to listen to Glenn Greenwald, like, like bathe in shade and fraud, like the, the Lorenz tears bath gel. Oh, and the, uh, the media cratering bath bomb. Oh, feels so good. Feels so good. So justified. You know, it's ridiculous. But it's it's fun. It's fun for a little bit, for a little bit to do that because some of these people are are for, for the the reputation there is that uh, it, maybe it's time for more music. Let's just let's just keep this going. This kind of vignette style, vignette style. Been, I, I did some puzzles today to try to just. I was just trying to get my brain online, trying to get it, trying to get it online. So we're listening to some Wolfpack. They're kind of middle of the road, kind of progressive, progressive fusion stuff. Kind of like in the background, Boston, MIT. State of the art. So Canada's also got, got a lot going on. Just giving me an opportunity to be a little, little bit more spiritual about things, getting knocked around. Canada and the and the East Coast in particular are really kind of biting down hard on certain things. <clears throat> we're we're coming back around to issues, deep, deeply flawed issues of surveillance and excesses of of sanctioning with use of surveillance. <clears throat> so we're we confirmed by many different outlets, investigative reporting out there and out there and out there and out there and out there. So the FBI ordered a bank or banks, plural, to flag purchases tied to religion or MAGA. And, um, and so this is Alex Newman, also known as Beardy, 
Have you purchased anything with religious meaning or anything tied to Trump or MAGA? Which stands for Make America Great Again. It's not, it's not a heresy, but, you know, I don't have a particularly strong feeling about the phrase. I guess if I were, you know, if I, if I did like a tea bag with Donald Trump's face on it every day, I'd be like, kill, kill, kill. You know, I'd have a strong feeling about it, but I don't. Have you purchased anything with a religious meaning or anything tied to Trump or MAGA? The FBI may have flagged your bank transaction. The FBI, U.S. Treasury, and Joe Biden have now weaponized Americans' own banks against ordinary citizens, ordering them to search and flag people for things like reading religious texts, like the Bible, or having MAGA in the description of payments. So even if you've recently shopped at Bass Pro Shops, Unbelievable! If you went fishing, you're at risk of being flagged? Alex Newman joined Allison Steinberg on One American News, OAN, to sound the alarm. But this was confirmed by The Intercept as well. So let's go there. Before before I get there, I'm going to take a detour. I just want you to know that Lily Gladstone made the Oscars history as the first, or one of the first, Native Americans nominated for Best Actress. That's for Killers of the Flower Moon. For the unfortunate woman who was duped into marrying a, a guy. He just wanted to screw his way into money. How about that? Usually it's the women who are the gold diggers. Unbelievable. Gonna make babies with this native woman. And then take all her money and kill her slowly. Inject her with poison while you're having an emotional breakdown because you're killing your wife, the mother of your children. To witness such a thing, to witness such a thing is, is unique. And there's only one man who really could have done this correctly and it was Martin Scorsese. The inherent ability of populations to kill other populations in an excessively intimate and, and torrid way He's excellent. There's no other man who, or director who really could have stuck it. I'm glad. I'm glad he did this film. It freed me. Because I've seen similar things in this life. So the EU has also voted on a resolution to list hate speech as a crime. Oh, yeah. You know, anything can be hate speech. This is a... <clears throat> Reclaim the net. As part of the growing support for censorship within the EU, the EU Parliament has cast their votes for a resolution regarding making so-called hate speech a crime throughout the Union. The decision, which critics have likened to Orwell's Big Brother, is set to redefine the landscape of freedom of speech within the EU. The move has garnered substantial attention due to its potential potential impact on individual liberties in Europe. Critics argue that this could lead to overreach in the suppression of free speech, yet the EU Parliament remains firm in its stance, asserting that this radical change is a crucial step in combating hate and is plowing ahead. Okay, so this is tenuous at best, 
And here's what's weird about it. CJ Hopkins on Substack faced a German court with a German judge who examined the legal case for the invocation of a Nazi symbol on the cover of one of his writings, which was an illustration of the situation. It wasn't promoting the feature of Nazism. They just wanted him to shut the F up about the socialist cause or something. If I see it, I go red, get it off my table. Wah, wah, wah. Anyways, filed complaint in Germany. It got thrown up in their court. It didn't pass the court test. The judge was angry that she had to even deal with it. And so the charges were summarily dropped. But, you know, I'm kind of curious about this because this man was a not a European citizen. He was an American citizen writing for an American publication. What the hell is he doing being prosecuted in a German court for American speech? Like, this isn't a crime over here, obviously. He can report on the Nazi doings, but but that this there's something very curious about this whole thing. You know, how can I be prosecuted in Germany for the writings I I post here in America? You know, we can't we can't be letting this happen. But I think that some of this is happening because we have a rogue intelligence state that's just kind of allowing American citizens to get tree lined in whatever they're doing. So they're arbitrary. You know, whatever their aims are, are very fluid and arbitrary. They treat everything as war domain. And their priorities are weird. So, but I'm a domestic citizen, not a public asset. I am not a public asset. So this became a problem for me. I started noticing it during the Bush administration, and I'm particularly sensitive to <clears throat> to this language of being called an asset after being a military d- dependent on bases in foreign areas. And one of the things I used to really despise is, um, unfortunately, the U.S. military has has a tendency to treat citizens a shadow when they're in the confines of the military morale the military hood like if you're under their protection you know you, you are treated your life is safe but that's about it you know they they treat you like shadow in certain occasions you're way scaled you know you're given a military id you know your your citizenship is deprecated you know, in, in terms of wartime. That is why you don't want a military dictatorship. When they run things, you are definitely less free. So I, I have written not extensively, but periodically on this experience. And everyone who is a military dependent understands what I'm saying is absolutely true. It's not profanity. You lived it. So... <clears throat> 
you know, it's, it's not preferential to say being, being here in domestic U S doing domestic U S things. You're, you are far less free in the confines of the military, uh, service brick, uh, than you are if you did not work for the service. Okay. Or have a parent or spouse who worked for the service. I'm not down on the service. Everybody has to serve. But for me, at some level, when you go abroad, those freedoms, again, get deprecated. So when I came back and, you know, got back into life and I became aware of the fact that the there's kind of a DMZ approach to the U.S. southern border. The use of the military language a hundred miles in and the deprecation of rights and the deprecation of identity values um, became, you know, stretched and out of shape. And then they put a lot of constraints and escalation on, on American identity. Oh, oh, you need to prove it. You need to prove that, that you are who, you know, because we can get you to do that. You, you know, we can control you. You're our citizens. You can, we can make you do that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not the problem. You need to make people who you're pretty sure the people who live here on the border know who everybody is. And even though we occasionally speak Spanish to one another, yeah. Uh, you know, they know the families that live there that have been there. And we know who our neighbors are. And we know who is a stranger. We know who is not from here. So when I was on Twitter, I'll give you an example. Like, I'll give you an example. So there, there are people who are migrating to the border, reporters, um, <clears throat> looky loos, tragedy tourists. They just want to see what's going on, you know, vigilantes. And then finally, NGO blowhards and wigs. They're showing up communist types, you know, androgynous black uniforms, wigs, you know, and they're, they're, they're screaming things like, uh, you know, you're, you're being inhumane and, and how dare you? And, uh, the, this razor wiser is against my, my, my religion or something, whatever. And so these still shots of this, of this person in kind of like a page boy wig, black, black, you know, hoodie, obviously not from there. And all I have seen, they just say, She's not from here. She's she, she's just she doesn't go to my high school. <laughs> she doesn't go here. <laughs> and I knew exactly what they meant. Like this woman is not, you know, I don't know her. <laughs> everybody knows everybody. You don't have to worry about them. Everybody who lives there knows everybody. It's small. Small and poor, but small. And everybody talks to everybody. It's not, it's not hard to figure out who's a foreigner, 
But, you know, the federal government is, is bloviating and, and playing hard and playing hard at solutions at the U.S. border because they're, to, to be concise, they're full of shit. And, and they don't want to solve this problem because they're, they're playing into the hands of some sort of black market labor corruption. Now, there has been talk that some of the CIA is involved with the cartels. I, I, that's confirmed from the 80s and 90s. I don't know if any of that has really changed. Um, <clears throat> because they never really dealt with the corruption. And what's problematic is that what also happened in the 90s is there was a trend of a governance trend of dispatching NGOs to launder um, the the graft and science appropriations for the intelligence state. And <clears throat> those things are well documented. Those are the operations that happened recently against the American people. We're not a foreign asset. Again, we're not a foreign asset. But we watched DHS CISA, DHS CISA, which is supposed to be securing cyber aperture, making sure that we're not getting attacked through, you know, orifices like Meta. You know, it gets it gets technical, but not that technical. We need to know where the threats are coming from, and they they need to to guard the infrastructure. You know, if we're getting a a, a power power uh, attack on our <clears throat> on our power centers forgive me for being less than absolutely articulate about this you know in our power centers could be actual power or it could be the government but CISA's got a very specific job <clears throat> but I found I'm finding other things that there's this is they're not the only ones who are responsible for cyber there's the Secret Service, there's the FBI, and, and the, all these are the domestic stuff. So when I started seeing these NGOs coming in, they had deep background from foreign policy intelligence community, okay? And what they did is they came in, <clears throat> they washed off all their credentials and became consultants, and then they went right into academia, and then from there, they just started getting grants. And so this is the same process that, that has been kind of laundered through the sciences so that they could control and capture nuclear, aerospace, and all of the really sensitive, <clears throat> you know, war development, war products for AI is still happening in computing and computing sciences and AI. So this is kind of old hat, and it's been studied over and over and over again, but this brain trust that's kind of sprayed down from ex-CIA, they're still getting paid in this giant tree of informants, and, and a lot of them are just doing the state's business. <sighs> this went into our news pool. So that, that's how it ended up happening. The, the computing and social media ended up being a domain for them to hit through academia. And then academia reported, you know, 
suspicious activity reports, which are not, you know, there, there's no real law attached here for things that are online. It's, it's speech, it's publication. Okay. If it were banking SARS, that's a totally different thing. There are financial crimes that are, that, that are codified in law for Graham Leach Bliley Act, the LG, GLBA, sorry, excuse me. Those things are suspicious activity reports and you may report them, you know, over a certain dollar amount, foreign transactions. Here's, this looks like a shell company, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then, and then the criminal authorities, Interpol works with the FBI and there's a whole tree of law enforcement for those. Those are legit crimes. Speech is not crime. It's not a crime. But it was being treated as such because of a suspicious activity report. Now, the report itself does not imply criminality. It's just that somebody can yell like it's a criminal act. And then an authority is supposed to magically appear and say, this is crime, this is not crime. But the whole structure is flawed because we shouldn't be having suspicious activity reports on things that aren't crime. Right. Okay. So this hate speech thing, it's, it's, it's only in the, the wheel lock of people in government authorities who want to criminalize certain things that are said. And those things are arbitrary and fluid. Just like I said, the intelligence agencies and their whole foreign polity, you know, whatever they're doing. You know, you don't go into the meetings. You don't get a list of rules. You don't work for them. You know, <clears throat> so when somebody puts this, you know, BS like, hey, you're, you're disinformation. It's like, hey, that is a Intel agency desk job. You may have your hat. And I will just save my dirty birdie words for somebody else. This, uh, this inspiring, I'm just going to cut in and say that there was a really inspiring <clears throat> dirty birdie segment of news that came out about parrots who had been trained by their owners to, to say naughty, naughty words. And so they were put in hopefully the, with other birds who, who said less naughty thing or never naughty things because they were not trained that way. So these nine Dirty bird parrots with dirty speech habits <clears throat> were put in with, you know, tens of other birds. And these were African parrots. Cute birds. Very wonderful, intelligent birds. And the debate was, will it affect... Will, will they improve their speech by being with the other birds? Like the non-dirty birdies. And and the consensus was a hundred, nearly 95% that the cussing birds with bad speech were going to um, influence the birds with the <clears throat> with the good speech. So, you know, the way we talk together, and we're, we're close, you know, our, our brains are very close to, to the Corvid. Yeah, yeah, we're close to the Corvid in, in the way that we organize our speech. And we have a similar a similar bird brain, or they have a brain similar to us, uh, that they have an ape brain for a bird. So I guess my point is, is that 
we do influence each other with speech, but should it be controlled by a really heavy handed, unauthorized, illegal policy state and don't make it my problem. See, we have to have boundaries too. And the deficit here is that there's no boundary that is being honored by the offices that we're supposed to be paying for. We have defunded these agencies for doing these things, like laundering their business domestically, killing uh, American citizens, using them for lab experiments. You know, this has happened over and over and over again, and they're being currently sued for their interference in domestic affairs, which they should be because of medicine. (laughs) You shall not talk about us uh, obscuring or flattening the curve with, with Dr. Anthony Fauci. You know, they should have never even tried. They should have never done this. They should have never corrupted this this train. They wanted to see if the American government could be flipped to an autocrat state. Maybe for their amusement, maybe because they're corrupt themselves. You know, but it's it's time to really clean house in there. You know, if they're not actually defending American liberties, what is the point of you? So th- there's a deviancy from from the mission. There's a lot of people who've been integrated in there that have no value whatsoever for American liberty. They don't honor any kind of legal premise for, for personal morality. They're just bad people. And I was educated strongly on this, you know, confirmed, but educated quite strongly on this by Craig Sawyer, who's done me a great good deed by telling me the truth. So it's been 30 minutes in, and typically my vignettes run about this long, and typically they're always about the overlap of the intelligence state. Why do you do this? But the FBI... Coming, coming for, for religion, that's protected. You can't do that. You can't come for religion in this country. You know, there are people who can say, oh, I'm offended by your religious, you know, carriage and you need to, to, to tone it down because HR, you know, but they're, they're getting fought. Because they're taking too much license away from people to express themselves generally. Because one person goes wah, wah, wah. So it's it's time to, to be assertive. If you have a religious preference, whatever it is, you're allowed to say your say. And if someone has opposition to your religious preference, that is part of the game. That's just life. You know, all of creation... All of living creation competes to survive with other living creation and is sometimes in conflict. I've noticed this with trees and plants, the fight between insects and other insects, mammals and other small mammals, birds, birds and other birds, humans, and finally other humans fighting each other for the same things and we're we're animals of this planet 
and we will be in a contest to survive with one another. And, but ideas and, and faiths are, are something that we owe to ourselves. And sometimes those things are not communicated peacefully. And I, I can't really answer for that. I can only tell you that, that it happens as a fact of life. And how you respond to it is more important uh, to de-escalating a situation than it is to, you know, the better person will just, you know, kind of walk away from the fight, take it on the cheek and say, yeah, that's your opinion. I'm going to go on with my day, you know, and no one gets moved. That person, you know, walks off with their good idea, bad idea, good religion, bad religion whatever. You don't have to agree to get along in life for most things. When you're pumping your gas, it doesn't make any difference that the guy across from you is Falun Gong or, or a member of a weird space cult. It doesn't matter. So we have to get to a place where things are just kind of more live and let live in America. And, and, and it starts with you. If you want to, it starts with you. So that's my policy for keeping the peace. If you want more peace in your life, you have to give it. People are having to scratch out whatever they can, wherever they can to get it done. So I appreciate you listening to me yammer on in my little vignette. Um, you've been, you've been perfect sitting there witnessing all of this. And I, and I hope I have offered something soothing, some soothing remarks for your day. I'm sorry. I was not able to post yesterday. We, we were, we were a shocked fish on a cold shore. It was a hard hit. But, um, you know, I, I am not conventional corporate media. That's why I'm sit- sitting here on this mic. If I were, I'd be getting paid a lot more. <laughs> and I'd probably have to do what they tell me all day long. But, um, but my subscribers hire me and I'm happy about it. So thank you for coming and listening to the unsanctioned citizen vignette. We'll see you guys on Saturday.